0: Hi, I'm Sean Altman, and you're listening to a podcast where nostalgia comes alive. It's Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show. Roll it! Welcome to Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show, the podcast where nostalgia comes alive. Since July of 2021, Jake and his friends have interviewed professionals in the worlds of acting, directing, writing, puppeteering, and many more. Who will they be chatting with in this week's interview? Find out in this Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show episode.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show, where nostalgia comes alive. Happy here with us. As always, I'm your host Jake Dunbar. And today, as always, our co-host Chris Bixby. How are you, Chris?
0: Doing good, Jake. Hi everybody. Um, and our other co-host Matt will be here soon. Um, how are you doing, Jake?
1: I'm doing great, Chris. Thank you for asking. Yes, no worries. Matt will be. Here in a bit, during this interview, so no worries, everyone. (laughs) So, Chris, what do we have for today?
0: Our guest for today, he is an actor. A lot of you may know him uh, in the series Out of the Box for the first two seasons. Uh, We're here to talk about that, uh, working with Tony and Vivian, a whole bunch of things for Out of the Box that we'll talk about, and some of his theater acting, his work as a dancer. Um, Here he is, Dane Hammond. Dane, happy to have you here.
2: Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, of course. Absolutely.
0: Definitely. So to kick this off, so for those who don't know you, could you tell our audience a little bit about yourself and what you do?
2: Yeah. So, of course, my name is Dane. And yeah, out of the box back in all the way back in 1998 (laughs) was my first ever uh, acting experience. The way that even happened, I'll try to keep the story a little short, but that was all that all started from a newspaper ad uh, that my parents and I saw. It just said new TV series for kids. And initially, I didn't want anything to do with it, but my parents, you know, they're like, you know, try it out, see what happens. So I just sent in, I just had to send in a picture of mine to the address that was given at the time, and I used my second grade picture, sent it in, and they liked it. I went on five different auditions for it, got into the show, and it turned out acting was like accidentally a a passion of mine, because like I said, at the time, I never even thought of you know getting into the field of acting and performing but yeah that was my first ever experience um and it's definitely one I'll always be thankful for and um Mm -hmm. since then I did do I did a couple of commercials as a child a guest spot on a couple tv shows and then I took a break from it for a little bit focusing on school but then starting in high school I got into doing stage acting theater so I started uh doing straight plays and musicals even once I got into college and after college, now living in Illinois, uh, close to the Chicagoland area, I've been doing musicals and plays out here as well, which has been, it's been a busy year and a half, since ever since we got back from the pandemic, because um, we were supposed to do this musical called Something Rotten in 2020. We were supposed to open, I think, like the second or third week of uh, March of 2020, and the day... <laughs> The day before we were supposed to open, that's when, you know, COVID really came in full force and everything got shut down. But we were able to remount the following year in August. And since then, I've done about like 11 to 12 shows nearly back to back out here, which has been like I said, it's been busy. But again, definitely thankful to have all the experiences that I've had since I've been living out here, taking a little bit of a break right now just to kind of recenter myself um but yeah so like i said primarily i've just been you know doing mostly musicals i've done a couple straight plays here and there but yeah every every show has been a new great learning experience for me and i plan to continue to do that for as long as
1: i can nice that's awesome so prior to getting into acting how did you grow how do you how do you grow up and what was your childhood like So
2: I'm born and raised in New Jersey for 18 years. Um, And before my childhood, for the most part, like before Out of the Box started, like it was pretty, you know, like what you would expect, you know, a normal childhood for the most part. I was into drawing, playing video games. I'm still a gamer. (laughs) But yeah, drawing, playing video games, music. That was like my core activities and hobbies at the time. Uh, Then, you know, Out of the Box happened. So once I got into that, my childhood, it de- I wouldn't say it like changed drastically, but it definitely was a little bit different because for example, while doing the show, I didn't go into school normally. I had we had a tutor come in and our tutor would collect work from our respective schools, bring it in and we would do all of our school work like at the studio. So You know, for the two seasons that I was with the show, like my childhood was a little, you know, it was a little different compared to the average child. Like I said, I wasn't in school. I wasn't really hanging out with friends that much. Um, But once that, you know, once the show was over, though, um, it got a little more normal again, so to speak. Um, Of course, you know, every now and then, like there would be people who would recognize, you know, that I was on the show. So it was a little it took a little getting used to you know, having to deal with that, because obviously, you know, I wasn't prepared for, you know, what the quote-unquote aftermath would be, you know, after leaving the show. But yeah, it was, for the most part, it was like a little mix of normal with a little bit of weird at the time. And not necessarily, like, when I say weird, I don't really mean it in a bad way. It's just like I said, you know, I just wasn't prepared for, you know, how that would, how how it would affect me and affect others in the long run, you know, after being on the show.
0: Right, so... Now, in terms of um, out of the box, like how did you kind of uh, discover the show and I guess land the role?
2: Yeah. So, again, there it was uh, from a little ad in the newspaper. It just said new TV series for kids. And we just had to send in a picture. And I only because, like I said, I went on five auditions. I really can only remember the first one that whatever place I had to go to. I was with other kids in the room and they wanted us to sing a song of our choosing. And of all songs mm-hmm. for me to choose, there was this one Hanukkah based song that I had learned like really early on. I like, remember that Black Hanukkah post. episode yeah, yeah. I to sing that. <sighs> yeah. Um, and I guess, you know, clearly they must have liked it, because, you know, after that there were four other auditions I went on. And again, unfortunately, I can't really remember the other four. I know at least at one of them, it might have been maybe the fourth or fifth. I If I remember correctly, I think they had a script of an episode, probably wasn't finalized, but I definitely read a scene of some kind. Um, Again, though, details are very fuzzy. I cannot pinpoint exactly what it was, but I know, I feel like I read a scene of some kind, but yeah, I did the five auditions total, and then they accepted me, put me on the show.
0: Nice. Nice. Awesome. Mm Awesome. So now what
1: was it like getting to work with Tony, Vivian, and the rest of the childhood new child cast for the first for the first time? It was it was definitely scary at first
0: because again I was thrown into it. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I don't
2: know, you know, because part of me is kinda like, what am I getting myself into? Right. And you're like, also you know, seeing working.
0: all these new people that you haven't met before.
2: Exactly. And plus, you know, working in front of a camera, you know, it, I because no joke, I'll embarrass myself right now, the the first day of recording. My first episode, which was the wheels one, I I threw up because I was so nervous. Oh wow! Oh, oh
0: yeah, yeah.
2: I was so nervous, and at one point, yeah, I I just you know blew chunks. But after that was done, I got more used to because you know I realized you know Tony and Vivian were really great to work with. They were so nice, so supportive, and you know working with the other kids was great. So I would say outside of my quick, um, you know nervous episode like i i fell into it pretty pretty quickly and easily because seriously after that i don't remember like i i was able to handle everything pretty well
0: definitely and the the cool thing about out of the box is that was like one of uh playhouse disney's first like right. shows because it was because yeah. yeah. mm-hmm. bear was first then pb and j and then mm-hmm. roly polyoli and then out of the box
2: yeah we were yeah we were the original lineup for that
0: definitely
1: yes absolutely so i'm kind of curious are there any out-of-the-box episodes that kind of like stick out as some of your favorites
2: oh yeah um i'm trying to think box full of boxes was definitely one of my favorites to do um because at the time nicholas and alicia The three of us, we were pretty close, so, and we rarely ever got to do any episodes together, so that was, that was one of maybe two episodes where all three of us were together, because we were all together for that one, which was a lot of fun to do, Um, especially, like, I remember when we were, like, creating that box for that story uh, section, that was a lot of fun to do, and then the Christmas episode as well, which was my final episode, that's another one of my favorites, definitely bittersweet, of course, but. It was it was definitely a special one, obviously for it being based around the holidays, and that was the only episode uh, where there were five of us instead of just the usual <clears> three. Um, yeah, that that was a very emotional one to get through, of course, but that was another favorite of mine. And uh, I know there's another oh ships ahoy, that's another one I really enjoyed from the first season, and. Uh, I know there's another one. I had to like go on Disney Plus and check it out because it, it's <laughs> obviously it's been a while. But yeah, right. they, like those are the three that stick out to me the most right now. But I know if I go back, I'm sure I can pinpoint some other ones that were favorites of mine. But those three mm-hmm. in particular.
0: There's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of good ones. That Christmas one I used to own on uh, VHS.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I still have it. <laughs> Oh, no, nice. I still VHS nice. of that.
0: Nice. And another thing I'm kind of curious about so, Out of the Box also filmed in the same location that uh, uh, shows like Bear in the Big Blue House and uh, Sesame Street filmed at. Did you ever get to visit any of those sets?
2: We did. Well, I didn't visit the set of Bear in the Big Blue House, but we did meet some of them. Yeah, because uh, the studio we worked in was right next to theirs. Um, and I remember there was one day the person who was in the bear costume, we did actually. Yeah, Noah McNeil, yeah. No, I'm like Neil, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, as for Sesame Street, though, I never got to um, see any of that at all.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Definitely. So, uh, similarly with uh, the episodes, do you have any favorite songs you sang on the show?
2: Favorite songs? Uh, sing a song i think was that the name of the song maybe that was the name of the episode and i'm realizing that's another favorite of mine but whatever whatever songs we sang in that episode i liked those the witch hat song i liked obviously the goodbye song everybody loves a goodbye song um yeah yes yeah, <laughs> i mean it's it's still iconic to this
1: day
0: yeah it's huge it's yeah. huge on tiktok Oh right. my yeah, gosh, I mean, when
1: I've been Tony and Vivian first yeah. got on TikTok, oh my gosh. Yeah, and they so did it together. Oh my gosh, like, oh my God, you're yeah. doing it. Yeah. the yeah, I, I remember that show. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> the
2: other day, Alicia, she had, um, she saw somebody uh, sing the song on TikTok and she put it in, in her store on Instagram and shared it with me. And I was like, I can't believe that this is still, you know, <laughs> like it's it's, it's still, it's still like, an it's still like iconic show. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but yeah uh, I'm, I'm trying to think the songs that we sang in the, uh, the Fuzzy Worm episode also mm. I liked that was another you know what Another. that was another favorite episode of mine I actually have some trivia about that episode um, oh wow huh. yeah so if you remember at the beginning of it you know Tony was introducing you know himself you know like hey everyone and he had a baby picture with him Oh, that okay, baby yeah. picture, yeah. That baby picture was actually mine. Not oh his. wow. Yeah, it wow. was my Yeah. Because yeah, because they, you know, of course they you know had asked him, you know, like, do you have any baby pictures to bring in? And he didn't have any. So it came to me. They were like, Would you be okay and willing to do that? So yeah, that baby picture was mine. And then wow. Yeah. And then the butterfly, that picture. That was made, I did design that. Granted, the final product was touched up by the uh props and arts department. Course, but as far it. as like the yeah. design of the butterfly itself, they asked me to come up with it. So I did
0: design that.
1: Nice. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah.
2: Nice. So that's that's another special like favorite episode of mine. Nice.
0: Oh. And uh mm-hmm. on the on the topics of uh arts and crafts, what was it like doing the uh, arts and crafts segments?
2: The arts and crafts segments were those were fun to do. Um cuz that was those were our moments to, you know, kind of do what we want. I mean, obviously the craft itself, yes, we had, you know, a specific way of doing it, but as far as like interacting with each other, we could just do what we wanted. So like that was that was really cool to just kind of just be, really be ourselves in that moment and do the crafts. Mm-hmm. And the other reason why it was cool too because, you know, unlike a lot of these other shows that were geared towards kids, you know, we really you know, like, for example, be like, oh, did you finish that box of Lucky Charms? You know, what? don't throw it out. We're going to show you how to make something out of it. You know, so it was it was cool to, like, obviously do it ourselves and also just show people at home, like, you know, whatever's around you, you can turn it into something else. Like, just because you might be done with it doesn't mean it has to be trash. You can completely transform it into something else.
0: Definitely. So,
1: So. So now I'm I'm kind of curious about, about another segment on that show. What was that getting to do? with The story time segment. Oh, the
2: story time sections. Okay, those at first were a little nerve wracking to me because you know, outside of the rest of the episode, which you know we, you know, for the most part, were ourselves. We had to play a different character. Yeah, you know, for the story. <laughs> and- And, you know, again, for now, I don't remember which because, again, Wheels was my first episode, but there was I'm trying to even think, did we do a story in that? We had to. If we did, I don't remember what it is. But whatever my first story was, I'm pretty sure I was a little nervous about it because, again, this was my first ever acting experience. So Mm -hmm. I wasn't, you know, I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, like I definitely was just nervous about like, you know, how well I was going to do with the story whatever character i was playing after a while though it just became a lot of fun to do because you know a lot a lot of times we were just doing a lot of wacky you know fun stuff and you know of course the directors that we had as well as tony vivian like i said everybody was always very supportive about everything so like i said at at first yes it was nerve-wracking but eventually it just became a lot of fun to do
0: yeah of course definitely I'm kinda curious so after your time on the show was done did you get to keep anything from the set at all?
2: I did get to keep the butterfly picture that I told you about. I got to keep that. Um, oh nice. Yeah. And that was pretty much it because just about everything else um yeah, yeah, everything else was like their own, you know, creations for the set. So like I and I don't even think it's just me. Like I don't think any of us like really you know, got to like keep anything or take anything home. Um again though, I'm I'm good with just being able to keep my butterfly <laughs> creation. Like I'm I'm completely fine with that. But yeah, that that's the only thing I was able to
1: keep after every, after I left the show. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So so now do you still keep in touch with anyone from Out of the Box? I've mostly kept in touch with Alicia.
2: And oh, yeah. there was a period of time I was keeping in touch with Nick. It's been a long time, but with Alicia, every now and then, yeah, we still keep in touch with each other.
0: Nice. Yeah. Wonderful. Nice. So, kind of moving on from out of the box, you've also done a bit of uh, acting in theater. Can you kind of talk about some of your theater work?
2: Sure. So... um Yeah, so there's this musical called Something Rotten, which originally premiered in 2015, if I remember correctly, on Broadway. It was taken off Broadway and became, you know, a show that people could just do in community theater. So that was not, like, my first major musical to do, but it was, like, my first, one of the first musicals I did where I had, like, somewhat of a prominent character role going on. And that was a lot of fun to do. So what that show is about, just to give some backstory on it, It's a very funny show. It's about these two characters called Nick and Nigel Bottom. (laughs) And they are... It it takes place in 1593, back when Shakespeare, you know, was alive and thriving. And these two writers um, are jealous of him, and they, you know, they want to get into the whole theater writing business uh, and pretty much put Shakespeare out of business. So because of this ridiculous plot, obviously the show as a whole is crazy. He meets the soothsayer Nostradamus to, you know, figure out pretty much like cheat his way forward now nick the two brothers they also work with a troupe. one of these characters is named robin who i played in the show and robin um is pretty much he's vapid he wears a dress the whole time he is just clueless about everything that's going on and pretty almost like the the whole phrase of you know all the world's a stage that shakespeare came up with Mm -hmm. that's how robin behaves so I really just went with it and put on like a, a Southern Belle type of accent. I just had a lot of fun with the role. Since then, though, I've also done um, White Christmas a few times. I got some tap dancing in because that's one of my favorite dance styles to do. Um, if you, if either of you have heard of La Fall at all, I've done that. I played Jacob and that with uh, Ginger Minge. From RuPaul's Drag Race, I got oh, to wow. perform with her, which was a lot of fun. She was fantastic because mm. she played the 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 lead role, Zaza, and she was she was born for that role. Let's just put it that way, and she proved it. Oh. Um, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. And uh, I did this play, Fences. Uh, that was one of the few straight plays I've done out here, and that was that was an interesting process. And that was more on uh, Fences is more on the dramatic side because I've done mostly like musical comedies. But every now and then I've done like a drama here and there. But yeah, so I'm um, trying to think of another good one I've done. Um, sorry, because like I said, it it, it was like back to back shows for like the past year and a half. But so much has gone on. Um, well, another favorite show of mine. Granted, this is definitely not exactly Disney friendly, but I did do this show called The Full Monty i don't know if either of you have heard of that show at first it was a movie hmm. back in the 90s it was turned into a musical um it's actually <laughs> it's about uh these six guys that they're all financially unstable and they're trying to figure out you know like what can we do to make some more money get some more stability in our lives and then they meet this character named kino who is a stripper at entails, and i ended up playing that character and he inspired the other ones you know just be like hey why not try this out and honestly it was a very fun role to do and a very fun show to do it was actually my second time doing it I did it first in college and did it again this time out here um so that was a very it was a very freeing experience because I had to open the show with a big strip number believe it or not um (laughs) I did it, though. I did it, and it was a lot of fun. i do it again. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, well, and I'm trying to... Oh, and there's uh, one of the latest shows I did was called Pippin. That's been a popular musical for a while. Uh, I was in the ensemble for that. Pippin is about this character named Pippin. And pretty much everything that goes on on the stage, we're is not actually, it's pretty much everything that's happening within his head. It's kind of like a, a coming coming of age type of story. And Pippin basically is just trying to find his place in life, find meaning. And the ensemble basically um, reflects different, you know, aspects of his life, how he feels, the different characters that he meets, what he wants out of life. Like, we, we demonstrate and portray the different aspects of his life, his feelings, emotions, things like that. Um, And the last, that was the last show I did under normal circumstances. What I mean by that is the actual last show I did do recently, I got thrown into the show called Passing Strange, which is a similar type of concept to Pippin. Um, The way I got thrown into it, so I had two friends that were in the show that I've worked with prior, and they had contacted me because they had an understudy for their show who had to leave the process because they had some type of family emergency going on. So they asked me, you know, they told me like what the track was like, you know, what I would have to do. So I, I accepted it. Initially I wasn't going to, cause I was planning on taking, you know, a long break after Pippin was done, but I was like, you know what? this sounds kind of intriguing. Why not? You know, I'll help you guys out. Yeah. So I went to see the show the following day after I agreed to do this. I was planning on seeing it anyway, but obviously, you know, I, my other incentive for seeing it was to start, you know, learning the show because they were already in the middle of performing it. Like they had already started their run. So I was like, all right, you know, I need to start learning how this goes. They gave me the scripts. They gave me uh, the files of the songs that I needed to sing. Uh, But then there's more. So (laughs) I was supposed to, (laughs) I was uh, scheduled to just go on for one performance on July 22nd, pretty much a one and done. But then the actor that normally was going to be out for that day, he injured himself after one of their Saturday performances because I was hanging out at a friend's house like very early in the morning and then I get a text message saying, hey, uh, would you be comfortable with performing tomorrow? And I'm freaking out because I'm like, this wasn't the deal. Like I'm not ready at all. Like it's only been a week. What's going on? And then they tell, me, yeah. I, seriously, in the moment, like my heart just jumped up into my throat because I'm like, this. What What's happening right now? I was not prepared. <laughs> um, so I mean, I I was honest with them. I told them, like, listen, I'm sorry. Like I'm not, you know, I'm just not ready for this because you know it was way too short notice for what happened. But then you know they understood. So what happened was they canceled the following. Uh, Sunday performance turned it into a rehearsal for me which was super helpful we just like sped through the show um and at that point because I they also gave me a a video of their last dress rehearsal to refer to which also was helpful Mm -hmm. so you know like I would I watched it and I had the script and I would write down all the blocking of you know the character that I was playing so like I already had that solidified but I definitely wasn't memorized or off book or anything which is the main reason why I was like you know I don't feel comfortable I'm definitely not ready to do this yet. So they turned that, what was supposed to be a Sunday night performance, canceled it, turned it into a rehearsal, uh, did that. And then that following Tuesday, which we had already planned to be somewhat of a rehearsal, came in for that. And then, like I said, since this actor that I stepped in for injured himself, I ended up going on for that entire weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Wow. So, yeah, so because of that, I learned an entire show in like nine days which I didn't think I was capable of but (laughs) I was like you know what I signed up to do this I agreed to do it and these things happen like this is the reason why the phrase the show must go on exists absolutely and so yeah I went with it and I mean it it went really well and despite how you know crazy it was for me like it really was a rewarding experience because the show itself you know, even when I was just watching the show, like I genuinely enjoyed every minute of it. And for me as an audience member, you know, doing the amount of shows I have, like I'll admit, it's tough for me to just, you know, go out to see a show and just sit there and enjoy it. Like, you know, I'm looking at every aspect of it, but I really, like I said, just watching it the first time, I was like, you know, everybody on stage is doing great. The band is great. Like I have no complaints. So like I said, despite the ridiculousness of the, circumstances i i'm really thankful that i was able to be part of it and even be thrown into it the way that i that i was because like i said i learned a new skill i can learn a show in a very short amount of time and do it so right
0: yeah definitely and this is our uh, other co-host matt
2: hey matt hey, how are you hello how you doing nice to meet you
1: nice to meet you
0: yes how you doing matt i'm good jakey how are you doing
1: it's, it's great here do, doing, doing good thank you good good how you doing chris
0: Doing doing all right. Good, good Good. Good.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yep. So now you also worked as a dancer. How did that come like like come into play for you? How did what come into play? Dancing. Dancing, yeah. Oh, dancing. That um
2: that basically happened throughout that started in high school because um excuse me. I went to two different high schools. One was a vocational and technical high school, or VOTEC for short. These pretty much acted as, like, college prep type of schools, and they had an acting department. There, Well, really, a whole theater department, but I was in the acting portion of it. They also had a musical theater division and then a dancing division. Every now and then, though, throughout each year, they would have, you know, teachers from each one, like, go to the other one just to give, like, a quick little, like, master class of sorts. So, um a couple of times, the dance, I believe her name was Sheila. Uh, she would give us, you know, like little dance classes here and there. There was even one time, I think during my junior year of high school, we had an African uh, dance master class, which was awesome. And since then, once I moved on to college, doing musicals over there, um, obviously by default, you know, if you're in a musical, nine times out of ten, you got to dance. So that, I, like... I don't really have like a lot of like I haven't taken like a lot of classes per se, but with the shows that I've done, I treat them in a sense like classes because, you know, no matter what, every time you're doing a show, you're learning something. So I definitely learned a lot of, you know, different dancing skills through doing these musicals because, you know, like especially when it comes to tap dancing, I've never done tap prior to being in a musical before. and But it ended up being a lot of fun. Same thing with ballet jazz, contemporary, and then along with being in musicals, like once I became a junior, I was required as a theater major to take at least two dance classes. So obviously, you know, yeah. Um, And those those were very fruitful and rewarding because for our final, for the two years that I had to take a dance class, everyone in the class had to come up with their own routine. It could be anything of our choice. Uh, which was a little scary at first, but it was helpful because we, we we had the choice to either do it solo or we could pair up with either one other person or, you know, two something like that. Um, yeah, so like I said, it, it started with high school and basically just continued through the different shows that I would do with uh, dancing. And then every now and then, I haven't done it lately, um, but there was a period of time I also would just do like my own dance covers. Meaning where I would find a routine on YouTube, you know, that I liked and I'm like, you know what, I want to teach that to myself. I want to try it myself and you know, do my own video of it. So I've, I've done a few of those. Again, the last one I did was probably almost 10 years ago at this point. It's been a while. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's how I got into dancing, really, just from doing shows.
0: Nice. Nice. And you've also done some uh, gaming on Twitch. I saw you've done some of that. Uh, can you talk a bit about doing that?
2: Yeah, I just recently started doing that. So I am a complete <laughs> beginner at the whole streaming thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that again, gaming is just rooted. That all originates from my childhood. I, ever since the NES came out in Tetris, I you know, started playing Tetris. It just got worse from then on. I've just been obsessed with it. But yeah, um, I'm pretty much just doing the gaming on Twitch for fun right now. Uh, If it does, you know, blossom into something serious, cool. But right now, like I said, I'm just doing it for fun because I don't have, like, all the necessary equipment to, like, you know, start a true professional channel. And on top of that, with me wanting to continue doing theater, I can't promise that, you know, I would be able to have a steady, you know, schedule with my Twitch channel. But like I said, for now... um, You know, I pretty much just stream, like, games from my childhood and series that I've always enjoyed throughout my life. You know, like Sonic the Hedgehog, Mario, Mega Man, Tetris, you know, things like that. So, like I said, for right now, I'm primarily just doing it just for fun, just as a little hobby at the moment.
0: Nice. There you go.
2: Awesome. Yeah. I'm curious, do you have any favorite video games to play, whether on stream or off? Oh God, too many to count, but, <laughs> but I made couple Um, because well, okay, because I was just streaming it on Sunday, because uh, I, I did a Sonic Sunday stream where I did, um, I was playing on Sonic Origins Plus, which is a recent collection of the older Genesis Sonic games, but Sonic Three and Knuckles, in particular, to this day. Hands down, my my favorite Sonic game of all time, and one of my favorite games of all time, just in general. So that one, um, DDR, just in general, because I used to be obsessed with DDR back in my teenage years. I'll still throw down on it today. I'm not as great, but you know I can still play. But yeah, DDR, <laughs> uh, Mega Man, primarily. Oh my god, because there's like fifty of those games, but like Mega Man Eight. Even though I know that's not a favorite with Mega Man fans, but I don't care. I love that one. Uh, Mega Man X4 is one of my favorites. As for more modern games, though, like more recently released ones, Cuphead, I love that game.
0: Yes. It's uh, oh, yeah. That's a fun one. Yeah.
2: Game. I mean, it's brutal, but I love it. Yes, Mainly, it's I mean, really
0: brutal. Brutal. <laughs> it is such yes. brutal. It is brutal.
2: But it's. It's, it's it's such a fantastic game because I remember when it first came out I didn't have it when it first came out because I didn't have an Xbox One and I prayed I was like please let this come to Switch and it did so I was like great but the, you know j- just the 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 whole 1930s animation aesthetic that's what really caught my eye because you know I definitely grew up watching Looney Tunes a lot and Tom and Jerry and I still love that animation style so just to see oh, that yeah. replicated in a video game I was like uh, yeah <laughs> I need that I wasn't prepared for, at first at how difficult it was, but right. I got used to it. I don't think anybody was. Yeah. I, yeah. I think nope. the '30s animation caught a lot of people's eyes, which oh, I I really love as well. I love the it yeah. mix of old and the new. I, I'm mm-hmm. all for it. Yeah, like I definitely yeah nostalgia. I mean, let's face it, nostalgia is in now. Hardcore. So like anything that you know remotely regards like that that time period the 90s like yes i'm all about it because speaking of that like the most recent ninja turtles game shredder's revenge that's another favorite of mine i play it at least once a week <laughs> <laughs> and i've streamed that as well so yeah those i'll just leave it at that because like i said i could go on all night <laughs> <about this. laughs> uh, and then it, it, well okay as my last one i'll just say tetris effect that's another favorite of mine because tetris is another one i grew up playing it for years i still do so, yeah.
0: Definitely. Awesome. Definitely. So since we're getting close to uh, wrapping up, to anyone watching or listening out there, what would you like to say to those who have supported you throughout your career, especially, you know, with mm. Out of the Box?
2: Uh, I definitely just want to say thank you so much. I'm very appreciative of the support because um, just as a prime example, like even after I left the show, even even in recent years, um, every now and then, I'll tell somebody about it or they might find out. And like, they're just like, oh my God, that was my favorite show. And honestly, it catches me by surprise. And I love it because, you know, unlike the, a lot of the other shows when we were kids, like, we, you know, there was no merchandising done. We only had the two episodes released on VHS. So I went a long time thinking that no one really cared about the show. But then, you know, when I mm-hmm. find out that people really loved it, you know, it it does mean a lot. Like I really, seriously, like I said, I love every everyone for that. I really, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. I'm very appreciative of it. And for anyone else out there who also, you know, who love these shows and is trying to get into, you know, acting, theater, whatever, I would definitely say just do trust yourself, be yourself, and, you know, don't be afraid to get into it and show your stuff, basically.
0: Absolutely. Great advice.
2: Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. There were were also the uh, compilation CDs that Playhouse Disney had in the early 2000s that, had some of the out
0: of the box songs as well. I, I remember. A oh, few really? Yeah. yeah,
2: I think I never knew uh, that. <laughs> uh, which, which which ones had them? I think it was the first. One. First two. I, first, first two. two yeah. I've I've had I oh I still have first, my the third one I think
0: was after the show went off the air.
2: I think so. Yeah, okay. like just after. Yeah, I, I, I still wow. I still have my childhood copy of Playhouse Disney two. That was like two thousand. I can on my shelf. Um, <laughs> mm. It's, it, mine is somewhere. I don't. I don't know. But a lot, a lot of really good songs from that show. Okay, um, that's it, news to me. I never. I'm like I've heard of these compilation CDs. I never would have guessed that, that. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah a couple yeah, of, I mean, a couple uh, of uh, box songs. After right we're here.
0: done here, I can uh, DM you and send you like links to. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, okay. we we can totally do that. Yeah.
2: Uh, okay. Before before we ask this last question here, people would like to connect with you. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook as my stage name, Dane Strange, or you can find me on Instagram as 1990, the word 19 underscore number nine underscore D, because of course I have to be complicated about it. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that, that's Because honestly, I don't really do social media that much, but like I said, primarily Facebook, Instagram, you can find me on those.
0: Nice. Links to those will be in the description for people to connect. So. The last question that uh, Jake's about to ask is the question we ask all of our guests at the end. Go ahead, Jake.
1: Yes, yes. Yes, thank you, Chris. So, of course, you know, this podcast is called Jake's Happy Nostalgia. Mm -hmm. Hey, look at that. Mm -hmm. So when you think of nostalgia, what do you think of, or in your own words, how would you define the word nostalgia?
2: How would I define the word nostalgia? I would have to say a happy place. Definitely. Yeah. Because I mean, should I I can't elaborate on that more if you want me to.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you want to. <laughs> okay, sure. If you,
2: yeah, you of want course. to I know it probably sounds kinda silly, but what I mean by that, because you know, let's face it, the world right now is a little little crazy. But you yeah. know, I know for me, like there are some things from my childhood, like yes, I'm thirty-three years old now, but you know what? There are some things from my childhood that I really hold on to because it just reminds me of a much simpler time a time where i truly you know just felt happier in general things were more fun you know it it, yeah to me like i said i would define nostalgia for me as a happy place
1: entirely absolutely, absolutely a great where to end off thank you yes yeah.
0: Well, Dane, thank you so much for taking the time to do this interview course, on our podcast. For as as us. Guys,
1: yes, of course, Yes, of yes. course. <laughs> thank you very much. And thank you very much, you know, for what you've done over the years, especially what you've done for our box and be a part of our lives. You know, keep up the <laughs> great work and kind of wait what's, what's next in store All for pleasure. you. Yeah, of well, course. I really
2: appreciate it, guys. Thank
1: you.
0: Yes, enjoy thank the rest you. of your day. Keep what? in touch, and I'll let you know thank when this you. goes up. All right, cool. All right, take exactly care, care, Dane. Have a great night, too. Yes, bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Take care, Bye Bye Yes. And goodbye from us as well. we have absolutely yes. enjoying yes, the time. Dane Hammond. Oh, my gosh. He's yes. At,
0: yes. You know, out of the out of the box is a show that I definitely grew up with a lot. Because, you know, like I said, it was one of, like, the, the first, I guess, our original Playoff Disney shows. It was in that kind of group. But, as always, you know, keep on the lookout for more wonderful interviews. And, as always, what do we say, Jake?
1: Keep nostalgia alive. live. Take care, everyone. See you next time. Bye. Take care. Bye.
0: Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another wonderful Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show interview. Be sure to follow Jake and the crew on social media and stream the show wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And as always, remember to keep nostalgia alive. Bye-bye.